on our Rants at the Movies, a podcast where we rant about films that may have traumatised you as a child. I'm one of your hosts in Jack of All Trades Mono, and rigging gambling events by talking to animals is my co-host and master of none, Kira. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Are you kidding <laughs> if, me? If only. If only. Sitting on a pile of wealth. No, I'd be shit at it, to be honest. <laughs> no, we'd be sitting on a pile of junk like Charlie is. Yeah. But yeah, you may have noticed a slight different intro today. And if you weren't listening to last week's episode, go back and listen to it for starters. <laughs> and now that you're caught up, uh, you know why we're doing things slightly different. We are talking Don Bluth animations for the next four weeks. Yes. Movies that actually did traumatize me as a child. Yeah. I did see this one. Yeah. Um, Apparently, I've made parts of this where I remembered the scary bits. <laughs> yeah. And made them worse in my brain. Because uh, I haven't watched this in a long time. Of the four we have planned, I have seen two. And this is one of them. Yeah. And I probably hadn't seen it since I was about seven or eight, I'd say. Yeah, in and around then. They kind of fell out of favour. You still kind of find them around Christmas during like the day on the tally. I don't watch television, so I don't know really. But yeah, I, I no, think they're a, still You know, are... like kind of like, you know, keep the kids happy mid-morning movie. Yeah, no, I think this still has a bit of a, a kind of... It's like, oh, sit down, watch culty, this. But yeah, Don yeah. Bluth does have a... a de- Don Bluth definitely has a bit of a cult following. Oh, God, yeah, dedicated fan base. You being one of them. Yes. And me only starting to be properly exposed to it now. Yeah. <laughs> These are the movies... Like, Don Bluth was the movies of my childhood. Yeah. Um, we didn't get so much Disney. Well, it was kind of before the proper Disney films, the likes of The Lion King, Aladdin, all of them... Well, the yeah. Don Blues movies were around. Yeah, yeah. That were kids' movies that were that adults could enjoy. They're not shy about putting the horror and the gore and the grime in there. Yeah, this one in particular doesn't really shy away from any of the death aspects of things. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> but I, I suppose as well, I think we were particularly exposed to the films of Don Bluth as children because of the Irish connection. Yes. Being that Don Bluth or the Bluth Sullivan Studios. Sullivan Bluth. Sullivan Bluth Studios were based out of Ireland. And still are. Uh, well, they're defunct now. Yeah. But, but yeah, based out of Ireland for a good number of years and absolutely instrumental in kickstarting the Irish animation industry, which is pretty good today. Yeah, well, he founded the animation... The animation course in, in Ballyfermish yeah. uh, College. And that's still going to this day. But yeah, at the time it was... And that, obviously, I know people who wanted to get into that. Oh, um, my like... sister wanted to apply to that. And really, really yeah. wanted to get into that when she was going to college. Um, it was really hard that's to get into because... To get into. Oh, yeah, because... And at the time my sister would have been applying, there still probably would have been some of the guys from Sullivan Bluth Studios teaching. Because Don Bluth taught at the college for yeah. a while as well. But yeah, that gave the Irish animation and that side of things a massive kick in the pan. Yeah, but because they were somewhat Irish produced films, they would have played in every tiny little Irish cinema and the tapes would have been available to rent out of every shitty video rental place. Yeah, well, I had these, I think, all on VHS. I have. Or at the very least, they were t- taped off the telly. Yeah, I have a feeling. That... I think All Talks Go to Heaven might have been taped yeah. off the telly and I had one or two that I might have gotten on VHS. As like Christmas presents. Yeah. And then a brilliant one that we're not doing this month. But if you really want to traumatise your kids, Tark of the Otter. Is Tark of the Otter one of his? <laughs> no, that's the oh, live just, action. Just, just for, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one that follows the otter the whole way through its just life. Just for the, the traumatising aspect oh, of it. Oh, the traumatising aspect of it. Yeah, I watched it. I got it on DVD and watched it recently and rang my mum and was like, why did you let me l- watch this literally every week? <laughs> 
Why did you want to watch it every week? I love the otter. <laughs> Not the dying part, though. Not the dying part, no. <laughs> but the otter is so cute. And it's narrated by Peter Ustinov. And it's just beautiful. And it's set in Devon. And it's just a really nice wildlife film. Yeah. With a horrible, tragic ending. Not what we're talking about today. No, but... no. This... This veers close, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that I'd call it a tragic ending. No, bittersweet. Um, yeah, bittersweet is probably the right word for it. Yeah, that whippet is bad at her job. We will get onto that shit whippet. <laughs> a shit it? No, it's just a shit whippet. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to make a portmanteau of it because it might under understate just how shit at her job she is. <laughs> But before we get into the shit whippet, yes. <laughs> will we go for a summary? Yes. Have we even said what we're doing yet? Oh, we've several times and it will be the title of the episode. So people are up, up to date. I think once. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Guess the film by the weird summary. Keep telling you, it will be the title of the episode. <laughs> when German Shepherd Charlie escapes the pound with his pal Itchy, he plans to return to his old life and business. But his old partner Carface likes the way business was booming without Charlie and promptly kills him. Charlie then escapes from the big pound in the sky and returns to Earth to get his revenge and rebuild his empire, using an orphan who can talk to animals to win big at the races. Will Charlie continue his crooked ways or will little orphan Anne-Marie show him the error of his ways before he returns to the great beyond? Yes, it's all dogs go to heaven if you haven't guessed. It's, it's in the <laughs> fucking title. If oh, anyone... and, and away goes any hope of this episode not being explicit. No. <laughs> it wasn't going to be. The, because film, the film is movie, for your kids. The podcast is not. This movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, I... I and, and that one scene, which actually isn't a very long scene, having watched it again. Yeah, I misremembered an awful lot of this film. That fucking stuck with me. Yeah, because like it, in my head... It's, uh, well, before I rewatched it, yeah. it's a film about a, a dog who dies for some reason and goes to doggy hell and has to prove he's good enough for doggy heaven and gets a chance at it. Yeah. But that is not the case at all. No, no. No, he goes straight to doggy heaven and goes, this is some bullshit. And it's breaks out. Here and breaks out. And, and then she's all Earth. like, you can never come back. <laughs> you have a problem with follow through, lady. I just, but she's when when I we're skipping ahead, but fuck it, it's yeah, not that whippet is shit. Um, yeah, he gets to heaven and is like, oh, I don't like it here. I want to go back, and she's like, you can't go back. Nobody has ever gone back before. And he's like, well, I want to try. And she's like, if you do, you can't come back. And as he escapes, he's like, she's like, you can never come back, except, except you, you totally can. Because <laughs> he's the first one to ever do it, and he gets yeah. back in immediately. She's terrible at her job. And then she lets somebody else do it. Yeah, and he just tells her to shut up. Yeah, he doesn't even try it either. For... <laughs> so that's the shit whip it. That's the shitty whip it. Oh, yes. But all dogs go to heaven. I mean, it, it, Weirdest it has... opening of a film I I definitely don't remember. Well, I mean, I, 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 re- I really only had a very, very New vague Orman- memory New of Orman's this. New Orleans Dog Pound is a dangerous place, apparently. It's like a little bit like mini Alcatraz. Yeah, set out in a no man's land. Like on the bayou and it looks like it's made out of crap, but also has like barbed wire and... And they are only too happy to shoot at those dogs. Yeah, like proper shoot at them too. And it's like... they. Well, there's some good old ragtime playing in the background. Yeah. It's weirdly jolly. Uh, It's kind of like Santa's castle on Neptune. It's got those kind of vibes. Yes, sorry. Future Santa. Robot Santa. Robot Santa on Neptune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with you now. Yeah. Yeah, it must be this tall, like, or else, uh, yeah. 
the tone of this film is a bit all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, really jerk in some parts. Yeah, and then happy singing. Uh, oh, we'll get on to the song. Yeah, no, this is a bit song. This is a bit singy heavy. A bit. Yeah, this is very singy heavy. However, do they get any better? This is the most singy of them all. Oh, thank fuck. Yeah. Whew. I the, mean, I, I remember... Oh, no. I mean, there's quite a few songs in American Tale, isn't there? there there's the one that's been parodied to death with the South Park Dinner. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that from the first one. Yeah, somewhere um, out there. The dick singing on the fence. Yeah. Um, the, I, would, I uh, want to be in America, which is a great yeah, fucking see that, song. <laughs> see, that's the thing, I think, is I don't... None of the songs from like the songs in this aren't great. No, and they and it's they, not just because I don't like. They're really shoehorned in. in. There was a lot of production issues with this, where they actually changed the story. I think halfway through production, mm. and there's a bit of shoehorning of things going on that does become quite evident when you rewatch it, as opposed to the likes of an American Tale, where the songs are a natural part of it. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even that they don't like fit or anything. They're just not great songs. No, they're not and great songs that, at all. And it's and not coming from me being like I hate musicals. Burt Reynolds it, can't sing either, which doesn't help. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not terrible. But yeah, whoever does um, King Gator, fuck me, he can sing. Well, King Gator is Ken Page. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. <laughs> I love him. I, I just love King Gator and I thought there was more King Gator. Well, I didn't remember King Gator at all. He, um, I had this weird thing in my head because I also had the, do you remember Rupert the Bear? Yes. In the yellow plaid with yeah, the red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you ever see the movie? No. Oh, the uh, thingy from the Beatles did all the music? Which thingy? The, uh, what's his face? Um, he's I too good for know. everybody. Paul McCartney. Be, oh, right, that's what. <laughs> He did all the music for it, and there's a whole bit where they, there's like a frog choir, and it goes bum bum. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah I yeah. had mashed King Gator. Hang on, that's that. not. That's, that's Rupert the Bear. Is it? Yeah, I had it. We had it on VHS. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Paul McCartney wrote that. Um, oh no, I knew that. I just didn't realize it was from that film. Yeah, I had in my head had mashed some of them frogs, some of that in with it as well because childhood memories are mush. <laughs> Yeah, um, the whole King Gator thing is, it's it's a whole other thing. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be some whole other set piece that didn't work out for them because I think they maybe possibly spent way too long with the winning of all of the money. No, because I was going to say, it's not like it's an overly long or, or sorry, an overly short film. So I don't mm. think it's like padding or anything. No, it is. It's just very oddly pieced together. Oh, well, I mean, it became, it, it has a trope named after it. Yeah. It's the big-lipped alligator moment, <laughs> or the blam. And um, it's a scene that happens out of nowhere with absolutely no build-up, doesn't fit the context, doesn't advance the plot, and is never mentioned again. And <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what King Gator does. Well, well he, he comes does back advance at the, very the plot a little end. bit. Well, no, I wouldn't say he advances the plot. He just comes back at the very, very end. Yeah. But he kind of gets them out. Well, rest. Well, no, they fall into a hole and yeah. get captured by him. And, and then, then he, lets he tries them out. to eat them, yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't and then really tries, advance yeah. the plot. And it's weird, uh, but like, it's. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Who King, cares? Yeah, King Gator's kind of cool. It's just, this, again, the song is just out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's. The whole lot, scene is out of nowhere. There's a lot of songs out of nowhere in this. I mean, I feel like we're, we're just shitting on it a lot, but I no. did, I did actually. I did enjoy it. Yes. No, it is. It was fun watching it back. So you've got Charlie, who is voiced by Burt Reynolds. He's some sort of German Shepherd Alsatian thing. Yes. He's a conman. He's Lovable charming. Rogue dog yeah. character. 
Like if this had bit been of a bastard. if this had been made twenty years earlier, he would have probably been Irish um, in a bit of a Thomas O'Malley kind yeah. of a way. Itchy, who's his little adorable sidekick, who's Dom DeLuise, and yes. what's better than Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise? Yeah, well, I mean, the film wins automatic points because Dom, Dom DeLuise and the Dom DeLuise <laughs> Burt combo. You're gonna love the secret of Nim. <laughs> Has that got Dom DeLuise in it? Yeah, as well? he's Jeremy the Raven. Fantastic. And there's a character called Nicodemus, which was my introduction to that name, and I loved that name ever since. Nicodemus. Nicodemus, yeah, yeah. Itchy's like a little wiener dog. Yeah, it's basically just... He wears clothes the whole time, which is so adorable. His little vest. His little vest and hat. His little vest and hat. Yeah, it's basically just every it's Dom DeLuise animated character yeah, ever. Yeah, it's that little, like, news boy hat that Dom just yeah. wears. Like, yeah, I think they had to, like, pry it off his head for his Stargate cameo. Yeah, it's lovable, <laughs> jolly, nervous, cowardly... Oh, at, though, when he gets itchy. all... When he gets hurt, though, and he's... That's so sad. He's also a pretty bad influence. Yeah... <laughs> He's like, come on, Jerry, let's go and do all this illegal stuff. Forget about helping that little orphan girl. Yeah, he's like, screw you, Jerry, you got me into this. Get me out of it. Well, I mean, he's got a point there. Yeah. But yeah, he's mostly the bad influence. <laughs> you have the little orphan girl who's Anne-Marie, who was voiced by Judith Percy. This was her last role. Yeah, I don't think we could um, not mention that. Yeah, um, she plays the, she's the voice of the little orphan in it. Um, she was also the voice of... Of who? In the Land Before Time. Sarah? No, Sarah's the Triceratops. It's the little flying pterodactyl. Oh, no, she's not the little flying pterodactyl. She's the, the little duckbill thing. She's the little witch now? Duckbill thing. In the Land Before Time? Yeah, she's ducky. And uh, she was also in Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> But yes, she was murdered by her stepfather? Uh, her father. Her father. At the age of 10. Incredibly sad story. Um, yeah. And this yeah, was... Yeah, no, uh, absolute bummer. Absolute. And, it was incredibly um, tragic. This was her final voice acting role. And the studio were very much involved in trying to remove her from the situation she was in. And a lot of that comes through in the voice work in this. She's really, really good at this. Yeah, she was 10. She would have been an amazing actress. Yeah, no. She would have been an absolutely amazing actress. Yeah, no, incredibly tragic. But her legacy lives on in these. And Anne-Marie, like, Anne-Marie's not really a very fleshed out character. She's an orphan and she can talk to, to animals. Because apparently none of the animals, they can understand each other. Like, all the dogs can understand all the dogs and all the cats can understand all the cats. And Yeah, but there's no... No interspecies communication. Yeah. Um, for And she can there's talk... There's no animal Esperanto. No. <laughs> the despair squid. Um, so she can talk to animals and she's being kept by Carface, who's this, like, gangster dog. Yes. Who's a bit wackadoodle. How he got his hands on an orphan. God only knows. Oh, I I don't entirely understand how any of it works. Yeah, the the dogs have a pretty booming society going on there. But only the dogs. Yeah, not the cats. The cats seem to just be fucked because there's that the cats, poor cat there's on. Cats, the rat, the, the well, the rats race and also worship King Cater. So they have at least some sort of. There's also that police dog who's got the rat at the start when they have when you see the first of the rat races. Yeah. And the one that's like scamming his way through and shit. What's he called? Squad car. Squad car. <laughs> well, they couldn't quite call him SPG, could he? Um, but yeah, they don't seem to talk to each other. No, but she can talk to every animal. She can talk to all of them, yeah. So they're using her to find out who's like gonna win races, stuff like that. So she's. 
As if the animals have decided ahead of time who's going to win well, the race. But it's mostly it just like... it could be their birthday. Well, yes, it could be their birthday. But it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly just insider information. Like, this one's feeling a bit ill. and the, Yeah, this one's got a sore tooth. This one's going to get eaten if he doesn't do it. But hey, it's animal cartoon logic. So, who cares? Yeah, um, that rat racetrack looks like mousetrap when you have it all set up. Does it? A little bit, yeah. No. <laughs> So I thought you were saying that, like, actually as a piece of trivia. No, no, no. But I do love the way that the world is made out of recognisable things all piled together and utilised. Yeah, it's a a great little animated sequence as well. The race and then followed by... Them all, like, cashing out there for, like, the steak at the Bucky's. Charlie coming in then and, again, the song is crap, but it's a lovely little animation sequence. Yeah. Oh, although it does feature that little bit of... uh, Well, the only... Oh, slight racism. Slight Very racism. slight. <laughs> when Charlie's... It's kind of cover all racism too. Charlie, like well, there's no, everybody kind of gets it. No, really. No, no, it is. No, yeah. it's really it's yeah. really only the Siam bit that's yeah. racist. Um, yeah. Where Itchy it's goes a bit... A bit. It's not as bad as the Aristocats, I'll give it that. No, no, no. no, no. It's, it's still... just one brief moment. But yeah. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's racist. Yeah. Cue Father Ted, I am not a racist. <laughs> <laughs> If you solve that, just give them loads and loads of alcohol. <laughs> Tuchel, I'd never have made a Chinaman joke if I'd known there was actual Chinamen around to hear it. <laughs> They're over there in that old Chinatown. The old Chinatown part of Craggy Island. <laughs> Since when is Craggy Island over Chinatown? Oh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 the, the, the old Father Ted racism. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I can have a go of them fucking Greeks. <laughs> But yeah, so Carface is like this weird kingpin kind of character. That yeah, is age- Charlie and him were supposed to be... They were buddies. You and he were buddies, weren't you? What? And then Charlie got framed so that Carface could take over and get sent to the pain. Carface isn't happy that he's broken out and he's back. So he has his weird little like inset... Like, you know the way every bad guy has that nut job? Well, sidekick yeah, Killer is the like nerdiest kind of geekiest looking sack sidekick. of potatoes yeah it's just that he's got the spiky collar and the, the kind yeah. of um, he kind of looks it like if you were to draw Garth from Wayne's World as a dog well well more nervous not as a shaggy dog like just take the hair off him. <laughs> um okay yeah no he does he has a very I'm Garth I'm just gonna go with it yeah alright <laughs> But he also looks like a sack of potatoes. What sort of a dog yes. is he supposed to be? He is the baggiest dog I've ever seen in my life. I don't... I mean, are any of the dogs supposed to be specific types of dogs? No, but he really is out of all... All the dogs those are... those puppies kind of, are crazy colours. Those puppies are mad colours. The rest of them are kind of recognisably sort of dog... Some of them are, but... ...breeds, but he just... What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I don't know. It came in this morning if we thought it was dead. He's a weird little sidekick. I do like him though. Yeah, he where is did he get, Where did he get a Flash Gordon ray gun in 1939? That goes, that That's actually goes up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just goes zap. It like shoots shit. The only reason it doesn't kill Charlie is because he's, he's already dead. Some sort of weird, yeah. He's already dead at the he's at existing the clock. Yeah. between planes. Like, yeah. He's temporarily a cat. I, I don't know that I'd go that far. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much all of all well, all of the important characters. Yeah. Apart from the the eventual parents. Yeah, actual like humans. Well, it's really only that couple. Yeah. So the first and only couple that she ever interacts with, and they're immediately like, "Yeah, let's adopt this kid." And it's the nineteen thirties too, so you can just like take a kid. Yeah, they don't even have to be like adopt this kid. They're just like, let's let this kid stay here. Yeah. We own this kid now. Do you have proof of receipt? <laughs> oh, well, there is one other character that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. The Grand Chahi. Oh, the Grand Shahi. Because that is, like, and 
obviously I hadn't seen, seen this film in so long and you mentioned you were flicking through the trivia as we were watching it and you said all oh, the Grand Chahi and I was like Chahi I was like that's that's hardly got anything to do with fucking Irish politician of the 80s and 90s Charlie Hahi has it and you were like yeah as a matter of fact it is <laughs> what <laughs> what I mean I know it the was the precursor here, but- to the Teflon tea shock yeah he was a corrupt Cunt of an Irish politician called the, Charles Hahi, who had the nickname of the the Great Hahi, as in the Great Houdini. Yeah, because they couldn't get anything to stick to him. Because they couldn't get anything to stick to him. Um, as as is tradition in Irish politics. Yeah, yeah, he was his understudy. Then followed him up, which was Bertie, who was the Teflon T shot because nothing yeah. would stick to him either. Well but, known for the L brown envelopes was uh, Bertie. Well, just Irish politicians in general. Yeah, a lot of them corrupt assholes. But yeah, we get we get a, a nice little uh, tribute to him in this with the uh, the great the Chahi. grand Chahi. Yeah, it's not a flattering. No, it is not. I'm sure they went as far as they could before. You know, they were probably going to get involved in some sort of legal dispute. Oh, I'd say it wasn't admitted until long. Oh after God, the fact. no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Chahi's not even a character it's just a random horse that wins a, wins a race it's, it's his, his birthday. birthday yeah yeah so like they have we said the general plot well, well I mean in the summary yeah. yeah so Charlie and Itchy break out go Carf- back to the place Carface is not happy so Carface is like you gotta take care of him because I'm in the worst disposal service and um, they take Charlie out on the town get him loaded dump him in the car push the car off a pier. No, they they put him at the end of the pier and then they push the car, car into down the pier him, into, into him. him. Um, which is also pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was in the boot for a second. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. He's sitting down there and you don't see him get hit or anything. You see no. the car rushing down and then you see the car like ramp off the pier. Yeah. And the implication is it's pretty clear. Yeah. And it's immediately followed by a trippy like light sequence. In fairness, they didn't need to hit him with it because that's like, what? That's like an old Ford fucking, whatchamacallit, that went, had two speeds that was fast and very, 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 very fast indeed. So if they didn't hit him with it, what were you proposing they do with it? No, I was saying they didn't have to put it off the pier. They could just put him in it and just sent it off on its way. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he goes poof up to heaven where we meet the shit whippet. Yes. Who's bad at her job. Very bad at her job. He grabs his pocket watch. Yeah, another shit song. I'm pretty sure there is an in-joke we're missing when they have Charlie out on the town and they're all wearing the little, they're doing the salutes to him in that dinosaur head. Oh, and they have the fezzes on. And they have the little fezzes on. And all I can think of is that bit in the Flintstones with the buffalo. The water buffalo lodge. The water buffalo lodge and they all have their hats. Stone gutters. Yeah. Um, maybe. Is it some sort of dinner club type thing? No idea. Yeah. I'd say there's a couple of 80s references that probably go over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Charlie goes to heaven, breaks out of heaven pretty quickly because he decides it's boring. And I mean, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. He's like, oh, there's no surprises here. There's like nobody else here either. (laughs) Well, no, there's a cat and there's a lion and there's a lamb and I think there's some sort of rodent as well yeah but, but yay yeah yay yay <laughs> so uh, yeah he's like nah I'm out of here and dips out of heaven yeah scares the crap out of Itchy uh, yes because Itchy's like on the pier mourning him because he's after watching well, no. oh no no Itchy had seen him die and had gone off back to wherever they were yeah he shows up and Itchy's like what the fuck and then he's like dude do ghosts have fleas not a quote from the film yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that he's like, look, I'm real, I'm real, I'm real. Ghosts don't have fleas. And the flea just proceeds then to burrow into Itchy. Yeah, I do like that. (laughs) They are like, oh, okay, we're going to get revenge on Carface. Head over to him. Find out that he's got an orphan girl that can talk to animals. 
they're like, hmm, let's instead of enacting revenge. Well, Charlie, Charlie is like, hey, let's steal the little girl. Yeah, they... Which they do. They kidnap the small child again. Is and it kidnapping? Then, Dogs do it? I don't know. And, and if the child's already being held in the basement. <laughs> not like he brings her to somewhere anywhere. Or, no, he takes her to a racetrack after tricking her into believing that he's going to find parents No, he brings her to the junkyard first. Yeah. <laughs> they spend the night in the car in the junkyard and then they go to the, the races race. after stealing some wallets. Yeah. And then um, they win big on the races and then they go... They are also able to gamble on an amazing variety of sports. There's frog racing. Yes. There's turtle racing. Yes. There's kangaroo boxing. Oh, not going up against one of those. No, thank and you. apart from the rat racing, all of the rest of them seem to be organised by humans. Yeah. The rat race was organised by the dogs. Yeah. The Horses hu- was humans. The frogs, the turtles and the kangaroo boxing is all... Mind you, it was the 30s in New Orleans. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I don't see, I don't see, whatever about frogs and turtles, I don't see kangaroos getting into the boxing ring on behalf of some dogs. No, no, the kangaroos have just kicked the dogs. I have no idea how long, how much time elapses, but they proceed to build a new casino. Yeah, they Because they're going to build place. their own place. They do. They with hookers and blackjack. And Anne-Marie gets upset that Charlie isn't Robin Hood. And threatens to leave, so he takes you to see some puppies. Oh, that's such a tantrum that she throws on the way out as well with the bag. Uh, I the, just way like the, way, the way she keeps putting the bag down to scold him. I just like the way she's like, all you do is gamble. And that's not good. <laughs> it was like, who taught this child morals? You were raised by a delinquent well, freaking kingpin dog. Yeah, but uh, she knows enough to know what gambling is and know it's bad as well. Yeah, and you're just like the other Mr. Carface man. Yeah, I think that's the one that hurts him. Yeah. So he... He's like, right, let's go get you a dress. And then he takes her to see the puppies. I think we skipped the dress bit already. I think that's yeah, after they the win d- big. Yeah. But yeah, he they go see puppies and bring them some pizza and another shitty song ensues. About sharing. Yeah, and then a I really, really don't think sad song giving, ensues. I really don't think you should be giving puppies pizza. No, I wouldn't think so. No, and why is that one of, one of them puppies is green? One of them's pink. One of them's green. One of them's blue. Why was any colour better than the other if they're all know. not dog colours? But yeah, so then what happens then? Oh, we get our hell dream. Yeah, oh, that's not fun. And that's the only hell kind of proper sequence in it. And that's the one I remembered. Again, movies that traumatised you as a child. Yeah, there's a lot of... A lot of the, and it is the, fucking dark. Yeah, the, the, a lot of the demons <gasps> and the devil figures that kind of look like Carface. But yeah, it's... Pretty fucking dark. And it's all oil slicky and very, very deep dark colours because they did a lot of matte backgrounds. Yeah. The matte painted backgrounds, it gives a lot of depth to it. Mm. But it is, yeah, that is traumatising. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, that's the bit that fucking dramatises you. But yeah, Charlie wakes up and, oh, Anne-Marie finds that the wallet that was stolen. Oh yeah, that was the whole thing at the end of the song about sharing... They are like, here's the cake, and all the puppies join in, and she finds the wallet. That yeah. And she's like, oh my god, you stole it from those nice people. Yeah, so she runs off to... The only people who ever gave actually gave a shit about me. Well, the only people she meets in the film. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she returns the wallet, uh, gets waffles, Charlie manipulates her, and she leaves the nice house with the waffles. Or before getting the waffles. Yeah, because he's all like, oh no, I'm sick. Charlie's not a nice person. No, he's not. Well, dog. No, he's a bad dog. He is um, a bad, bad dog and should be bopped on the head with a rolled up newspaper. Or a ray gun, which is what <laughs> He gets zapped. He gets zapped, but to no effect because he's the undead. 
And also, Killer fucking having a bit of a like little breakdown there with the with the ray gun, just being all like evil maniac laughter, uncontrollable shooting, shooting everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> kind of over the top. Yeah, but then he's got a, a ray gun from the future, so yeah. And uh, what uh, what happened? Oh yeah, they escape, and oh blam! Then we get our big lipped alligator moment. Yeah, which does nothing. Uh, what happens? Oh, Itchy gets hopped. Yeah, poor Itchy and, the, and Carface burns down their casino. Yeah, and then Itchy goes off and confronts Charlie. Yes, and, and that's a bit of a wobbler. And well, I, well, in fairness, it's oh, he's kind, well, he's just, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's kind of right. He is basically like ditch the little orphan kid, but. <laughs> But he was also, like you said, we were going to get Carface. And guess what? Carface got us and we burnt everything down. And um, God love the city's response time there to the massive fire in the junkyard. Yeah. Like that's exploding and there's no sirens, nothing. They were all over that burst water main in the dog pound straight away, though. Yeah. Shotguns to the ready. I don't know what that'll do to help in a burst water main, but they had them. But yeah, uh, Itchy. Oh yeah, Itchy has, has a go with Charlie, and Charlie's like, "No, I don't care about the girl." And the girl hears and runs off crying. Yeah, runs off crying. Gets taken by Carface. Uh, the dogs do a little midnight, midnight bark. bark type thing. Uh, go get the the you some... know the midnight bark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, Lord of the Rings, when Gondor has to light the signal fires, yeah. everyone goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah no." Uh, yeah, so they they go get the soon to be parents. And we have the final showdown at Carface's place. I'm sorry, but when he opens the door and she's like, what's going on? And he's like, there's just a lot of dogs outside. Well, I mean, <laughs> that is, is what's happening. I know. There are a lot of dogs outside. <laughs> it's just, our house is surrounded by dogs. Yeah. Do you think something died under it? And if a shitload of dogs turned up outside my house. I wouldn't be leaving my house. I'd be phoning I'd the not, police. I'd not be following them either. No, I'd be like, please help. There's something going on. I mean, on. He, did, he did have the little doll. But did she have the little doll when she came to see them and get waffles? I don't. I think so. I think she had it when she was in at the race course. Oh, she had it. Yeah, she had it when she saw them and the wallet got stolen. Yeah. That's a good point. But again, logic in kids' films. Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow the dogs. Okay. Yeah. So the final showdown happens. King where King Gator shows back up to wreck shit. <laughs> yes, he does. It's it's kind of like, oh, he's here to save today, but he's no. the one who causes the fucking <laughs> ship to sink and causes nearly everybody to die. But, yeah, he just barrels on through. Yeah. <laughs> King Gator's just like, fuck this shit. And Charlie just about bothers to save Anne-Marie. Just about, yeah. Uh, at one point I was there going, dude, just put it over your head. Then you can have both. But yeah, so he, he puts her on a piece of wood in the middle and, of burning oil wreckage yeah, in a sinking and fires, ship. And fires her towards a hole. At, now, it is a massive hole yeah. in the side of the ship. And is like, go on, kids, you can get out of here. This kid is barely conscious. And Yeah, she's really sick. Pretty she's sure been she's like, got the flu or pneumonia at this point. Yeah, I'm pre- yeah, because she's been soaked a couple of times and, yeah, living in a junkyard. Push, pushes her out of the ship and then goes to get his watch. Now, there has been a bit previously where he's had to choose between the kid and the watch. But, I mean, this is an important watch, by the way. Whatever, you've seen it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so he, he he picks her and then, like, goes, Ah, you're safe now. It's fine. Get inside the ship. And then goes back for his watch and drowns and dies again. Yeah. Um. Well, the watch stops, so he, he goes from undead to just regular old dead. Yeah, no, he needs the watch to keep ticking. And big old dog Satan comes to get him. 
<gasps> I like. Well, actually, it. big old dog Satan doesn't come to get him. Big old dog Satan lets him go and say goodbye. Yeah, and then shows up and is like, Hell and then yeah. and then the shit whipper shows up to be like. Oh no, I want to show you just how shit I am at my job. Yeah. Charlie, you did a good thing. You saved a little girl and selflessly risked your own life. You did the thing. No, he didn't. He barely saved her and went back for the watch. He hasn't learned a thing. Yeah. But I do like the the, when Doggy Satan shows up. And he's all, Charlie. But it's over the whole neighbourhood. It's over the whole bay. Yeah, it just, and he's just there looming out of the bay and all this like smoke and tendrils coming through. And in a nice change, he's not lime green. <laughs> no, no, he's smoky and red and he, then gets turned to like. And neither is Carface. Carface isn't lime green either. Or says, you fools. Although he is. No, he is surrounded by morons. Yes, yes, he is. I, ah, oh, when he's having that whole, I'm surrounded by morons moment yeah in his little car with the wheelie background and they have the fan and it's like an early video game type setup that he's in and he's going fucking ballistic in it i will say actually there's not it's it's not the jokiest film like it's not super funny or anything oh god but then the the era of kids film that is from they weren't the idea like every kids film has to has to be funny nowadays no this was the like the whole reason that they split Don Bluth's clip from Disney. Yeah. Was because they felt like they, you know, kids are able to handle darker, more mature. Yeah. Didn't really want to keep doing kind of the cutesy, cutesy Disney, the way Disney were going at the time before, you know, we got The Lion King and and everybody cried. Well, but that's, even with that, that's just kind of one big hit. Yeah. Of sadness and then onto No, this is mixed the whole way through. Yeah, like it's never... There's a couple of songs, and there are a couple of gags, like, and it, and it is a kids' film, but it's not a comedy kids' film. No, it's not like the Pixar film where they have to be, even when they are sad or they do have something to say. They're still comedy films. Yeah, like Up, I think is the saddest Pixar film I can think of at the minute, and the first ten minutes of that are devastating. It's but the quite rest, funny. but the rest of it, and I believe, is in, incredibly enjoyable. Out, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I believe that's quite a, a heartstring tugger. As yeah. Well. And like movies can have messages and they don't have to be all sparkly mm. and covered in fluff. And that's kind of what this is. This is, oh, okay, life isn't doesn't necessarily always work out the way you plan it. Yeah. But you um, make the best of it. Yeah. and I mean, they, they deal with death in a very, in a fairly succinct way. I mean, okay, obviously they're talking about a fancy afterlife, which neither of us believe in. No. But like they still deal with death in a fairly frank manner. Yeah, and like especially for kids, like kids the, watching the it, first, know the, the dog f- is gone. He's like, yeah, generally the Anne-Marie first big loss never that get you to see him again. Yeah, the first big loss that you generally have in your life is is a pet. Yeah, so it is. It's a, it was a good way of being like, oh well, just because they're gone doesn't mean that they're gone, gone. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's not like at first I was, I wasn't looking at it as a negative thing, but I was like, oh yeah, I you know, I think just in my head, kids' films are supposed to be funny, but nah. No, they can be serious. And you no, know, it is. It's well, they can have like serious. Yeah, yeah. Moments. It's, it's not like this is a dour film or anything like that. But um, they they but don't just, do the classic thing of having a really serious moment and then a little like sting, like to undercut he, it. A yeah, humorous yeah. sting. This just leaves you on on the serious moment and then just cuts to something else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh. But no, I did. I I did. Also, like the villain is really bloodthirsty. Like Carface is like, I'm gonna kill everybody. Yeah, like, they yeah, burn things down. He's torturing a rat. Like they, when he's blowing the cigar smoke at the rat. 
Oh, like, he is sadistic, is, yeah. Yeah, like, this is not a nice... Like, and they don't try and soften him or give him any sort of redeeming. He is... Yeah, he's got no gags. He doesn't he, have any... No, of the, he like, is just vicious. Yeah, and even even his sidekick isn't your atypical, like, your Disney wisecracking well, sidekick. He has a few halfway gags. halfway through but, the film, Killer is tied up in a bag and being lowered into a pit of piranhas because yep. he hasn't... He's pissed off Carface. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> where he's like, I have a ray gun! <laughs> Ray gun. Surely, that's, ray gun. surely that's some bullshit you're saying just so I don't kill you nope he's actually got the ray, ray gun. gun yeah and he goes zappity zap crazy with that ray gun but, but yeah like he Carface has no remorse like Carface is like screwed over his old partner he's quite happy to knock off sidekicks yeah no it's it's both darker than I remember and not as dark as I remember yeah I think I remembered a lot more like doggy hell stuff that's not actually there no but the overall tone of the film is a lot darker than I remember. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of murder and, and death in this. And toxic murder, yeah. And I mean even the the stuff It's to a do gangster with... film. It's a doggy gangster film. Like it generally is. Like he's a uh Charlie's con man. Yeah. Carface is a kingpin. Yeah. And because the heaven stuff's not even really that like there's a couple no, of minutes in heaven at the start and he breaks out and then I'm he... in heaven. Yeah. It's very Monty Python. And then heaven. he he dies at the end and yeah. goes back to heaven and that's it the rest of it it's not like when he's back on earth it's not about oh I have to do this stuff before I have to go back to heaven or before my no, time no he's just there. like I'm back on he's earth like, I'm, I'm back and I'm straight back here. to the grind yeah <laughs> I'm back to be my old con man self and learn nothing yeah but yeah no I did really enjoy rewatching it I have to say the songs were a slog <laughs> the songs yeah I forgot especially the this, second time around this one was very song heavy uh, I wouldn't like we we mentioned American Tale earlier, and and, and you mentioned a couple of songs, and, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're good songs. <laughs> but yeah, though they, they were, and they fit more in the film. There is, like I said, there was some some production issues with this, so it did end up being a little bit more choppy. Yeah, but it's were. got it's it's got more than enough redeeming qualities to outweigh any of the things that I didn't like. The cast are great. Oh god, yeah. Um, obviously Bert and Dom. Yeah, they're uh, individually great, fantastic together. The bouncing off each other. Um, um, Charles Nelson Riley is killer. I, he is the most killer. nervous, bloodthirsty little dog you've yeah. ever come across. Ken Page as King Gator is good fun, despite the ridiculousness of it. <laughs> but the ridiculousness of it kind of makes it and makes you remember that it is supposed to be set in New Orleans. Because apart from that, and the they are not balconies. I know they're not called balconies in the French dist- in the French Quarter. The walkways. Yeah, they're not called balconies. I know that for sure. They have a very what about them? particular name. They're the oh, you've got the bit with the midnight bark. Yeah, and you've got the dogs on those. Yeah, so realistically only kind of that and King Gator being so fabulous are the only things that remind you that it's set in New Orleans because King Gator's like full like well, uh, they don't even say it just says Louisiana 1939 at the start of the film it doesn't yeah. even say New Orleans I don't think and yeah Gator once or twice mentions Gumbo and like yeah well he I, Gator I think is very much supposed to be a, a voodoo type hoodoo that you do so well. Yeah, until uh, he breaks out into a song and then he's just yeah. whatever the fuck he wants to Because they've got like the apparently. little like skull headdress and stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, no, because when they, when we first see him, it's like all the little rats in the sewers that are like tribesmen that worship him in a King yeah. Kong kind of way. Yeah. And he bursts through in a very King, well, appears in a very King Kong kind of way and tries to eat them and then decides that he loves Burt Reynolds' singing voice so much he's not going to eat them and no, he's going to he burst into eat, song. he can't eat a beautiful voice like that. Nope. He, uh, it, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. But yeah, no, uh, sorry, even he's great. <laughs> and obviously then, Julia Percy, not just because it's her last role, she is no, they're, they're, really good in this. Yeah, she'd like, if you're going to ugly cry at anything, it's probably going to be this one. Oh, I, I, when, when she's giving out to him about, when she's praying in the, the car. Well, that's just because it's oh. the, the scene in the car when Charlie and her have just met and he's all annoyed by her wanting to hear a story and wanting to get tucked in and then she wants to kiss goodnight and all that. That's so charming. That scene is just such a sweet and then, little and scene. And then they swap seats and then he can hear her praying. Yeah. And it just, oh, it breaks your heart. No, for me, it's the, the, the sad song when she's singing about wanting... Oh, to find when will she when will she go home? Yeah, no, that's more because of, of how reality has tinged the matter. Mm. But uh, couldn't watch that song a second time. I was like, no. no Skipping no. that one. Yeah. No. No, uh, it's a shame. She was an incredible talent. Yeah, no, Absolutely she, she would have been an amazing it, well, actress. Well, this is, this is well worth a watch just to watch her perform for her performance. Yeah, no, I did. I, I, well, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to do any sort of recommendation wise because, I mean, we, don't, we don't have kids. So, 12. well, I mean, I, we watched it when we were way younger. Yeah. But, like, if you haven't seen Eight, it, nine, and 10. Yeah, if you haven't seen it and you're considering it for your kids. It's definitely darker than your modern... Watch it with them. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely darker than your modern Pixar and Disney fair. Yes. By a long way. Even darker than a lot of the 90s kids animated stuff. If you've ever seen The Fox and the Hound and you couldn't watch that, don't watch this. Actually, no, I can't, I can't watch The Fox and the Hound and I could watch this. <laughs> but I can't watch Rampage because the CGI gorilla breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of depends on where you fall on the whole animal thing. If you haven't, I'd say, if you haven't seen it in a very long time maybe have a flick through it before sitting down to watch it with your kids. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like Kira, I was going to say like us, but I, I not so much. I didn't mind rewatching it, but like... I do watch if you still like, Yeah, if you still get... Well, yeah, but if you still get enjoyment out of kids' movies from your youth and this one you haven't watched in a while, yeah, check it out. I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Pretty much both watches. Dom DeLuise went a long way for that. I do love some <laughs> Dom and it is a very, it is a very pretty film. We didn't talk much about it, but the no, animation it is, style it's is one of the darker ones. Um, a but lot not of it's dark very, in a hard to see way. No, just, it's a very dark color palette across yeah. it. Um, a lot of shadowing. A lot of it seems to take place kind of at night. There's a lot of neon lighting, that mm. sort of thing, and then even the way the lighting is done because it was all proper traditional hand animation. Yeah, it's it's got that amazing, still ne- recognizably neon glow. Yeah, um, the the hell dream scene. <laughs> Oh, well, but just as, 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 as an animated, animated thing yeah beautiful as well I like that heavens all those really soft like pastel blushes mm. like blues and pinks and it's all very soft and delicate and it's the only really really light part apart from when she's around the soon to be parents yeah when and, and at the races yeah all the rest of it seems to be like whenever she's with the dogs it's all very dark yeah nighttime stuff yeah or, or like very creepy bayou mm. kind of feel yeah where it's not, it's not dark, but it's dim. Yeah, yeah. But is there anything else that you liked or disliked about it before we wrap up on the no, first episode I, of... Uh, I love this film. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did. Of the four we're doing, it's probably my least favourite. Mm. But I think it was probably the one I saw last, I would say. Uh, no, I would have seen American Tale more than this, I think. Yeah, no, I just, I think, I think I this, this one, this one I ever saw like once or twice and I'd say that hell, the hell sequence probably, because I had like th- weird things scared me, like gremlins scared the life out of me. 
Although why I was watching that at that age, I don't know because it's the, not a kid's the, film. What scares you and what you find cute have <laughs> fucking no correlation with anybody else's reality here. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd say the hell sequence in this probably gave me nightmares as a child, and that's why I never watched it again. Yeah, it's 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 not as as scary as I remember it being. No, in, but it is. Way, you like, can see the impact, like having you were like, oh, that, of course, that's why I remember that. Yeah, and there is apparently a director's cut of this, or at least extended cut, because when they did test screenings. The studio were too concerned that some of the scenes were too intense for younger viewers, so they had to cut a lot. Um, and Don Bluth supposedly had the footage, but uh, lost it. (laughs) Lost it because it was stolen uh, out of a storage locker. Doesn't say where. I'm gonna assume it was stolen out of a storage locker in Bali for a (laughs) minute. Yeah. That's some a- some Northsider from Ballier has Don Bluth's director's cut of uh, no, it was probably, All Dogs Go to Heaven. When was the 80s? The 80s, so, yeah. yeah. It was probably somebody just breaking in and nicking a load of stuff. And I'd say that probably got fucked onto a yeah. fire. And that's gone. Yeah. Forever. Uh, even though it's not a Disney film, there is a Mickey Mouse. In it. Yeah, it's not going a, in. Yeah, there's a watch uh, amongst all the various watches when he's up in heaven. Mm. But yeah, I think that about wraps it up this week for... Our first, our first animated film? Yeah. Of any kind? Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, because I can't find it. Not including Diabolical, but that's on a whole other feed. <laughs> yeah. a different different ballpark entirely. Yeah, um, it's our first animated one because I cannot get my hands on a copy of the 1977 Lord of the Rings. No, we have it. On VHS. <laughs> <laughs> I have it somewhere on VHS. Oh, it's easy to get. No, we, and we probably will eventually do that. Yeah, I also have, I think, the 70s version of The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, which is um, the animated one, which is crazy out there. Not Don Bluth, though. So won't Not be getting, Don Bluth. Won't be getting done this month. No, but um, if anyone's interested, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that about wraps it up for All Dogs Go to Heaven. And we will be back next week with... What are we doing next week? Uh, we're still be doing Anastasia next week. Anastasia. Yes. That's Which you've of, never seen. No, I haven't. Um, was um, probably the most commercially successful of the of, Don films. Yeah, probably. Anastasia, yeah. Anastasia was a big one when it came out. Um, I remember it like there was McDonald's toys and everything. I had a bar top to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so next week it'll be Anastasia. I... I'm, I don't know that I'm looking forward to it. I'm not not looking forward no, to it. No, but you will After get this, to see the human versions of the only two male types that Don Bluth can draw. Which is tall, young, and kind of handsome. Yeah. And, and small, kind of round, and bearded. Okay. Yeah. If I you, if you remember Papa Mouskowitz, just imagine him as a man. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to just doing something a little bit different than yeah. doing the animated films. Rescue. Uh, the John Booth films I have seen, I definitely enjoyed as a kid, so I don't mind revisiting some of them. And it's your birthday, so we're doing some films that you want for Yay! your birthday month. But until then, you can check out some of our previous non-animated episodes. And if this is where you're starting with us... Sorry. Uh, yeah, have a look at some of the other films we covered before you just shoot on to the next episode, because it's not the same. <laughs> the cursing is. The cursing is. Mostly. Yeah. But yeah, you can check out some of our previous episodes, or if you want, you can head out and check out our other podcast, Mono Rants the Boys. Or you can come and find us on Twitter, at Rants Mono. Or find us on Instagram at monorants underscore the underscore boys. Or you can send your own rants to monorantspodcast at gmail.com. 
And we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Mono Rats. We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast. This is Jesse from Sudden But Inevitable and Open Pike Night. This is Sci-Fi.